you can have one session where your life just completely transforms on that cellular level. Uh, you see things differently. You have a new, new perception of maybe a relationship or an experience. We're actually able to go in and clear out trapped emotions in the body, which is just this kind of stagnant energy hanging around in our, in our cells. And, and people come out like, oh my gosh, like something that used to trigger me, I don't feel that anymore. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, my loves, our gentle listeners, those that are wanting to expand in life and love and all the things. We are so grateful you are spending some time with us today. We have an awesome conversation for you all about our breath, why it's so critical for life, how we can harness its unique power to live our life in a more intentional way. You know, that's what we're all about here. And even work through limiting beliefs and past traumas. Today, we are speaking with my wonderful friend and beautiful soul, Courtney Allison. Courtney is a transformation mentor who specializes in breathwork and emotional mastery to help leaders tap into their highest and truest potential. A lover of all things quantum wellness and energy, holler. <laughs> From an early age, Courtney is on a mission to help bring the power of transforming our inner world through breathwork and embodiment work. You can check her out on Instagram as well as her new YouTube channel at Courtney Allison. And if you enjoy anything about what I share or teach, you will absolutely love the way Courtney teaches. She feels like someone I was truly meant to meet in this life. If you're interested in bringing more intention into your life with your breath, Courtney has an evergreen self-paced course that you can check out to learn the foundations of breath, which is linked below in the show notes, also in her link tree on Instagram. And Courtney was kind enough to extend a discount code for our listeners for 15% off that Foundations of Breathwork course. So the code is MEDICINE, M-E-D-I-C-I-N. Just use it at checkout for 15% off. If you prefer something live and interactive, Courtney also has a live four-week meditative breath experience coming up soon. So make sure you are following her on Instagram so you can sign up and join us in there. As always, just check the show notes for all the information, links, and discounts, my loves. All right. Enjoy the episode. Okay. Bye. Yeah, it's a new little feature. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, we have someone very special, very near and dear to my heart. Um, we've known each other uh, for a while now on Instagram, and I'm so excited to, and, and actually in real life too, but um, I'm so excited to have my good friend, dear friend, Courtney Allison with us today. Welcome to the medicine, Welcome Courtney. Welcome to the medicine. Thank you guys. So excited to be here. This is truly an honor. 
great. I, I, I'm so um, happy that you could be flexible with us. We've rescheduled this many times between kiddos and schedules and client calls and our crazy travel schedule and everything, but I knew I was determined to get you on to talk about this oh so important thing that none of us can live without for even a few seconds, and that is breath. And uh, we're going to jump into all things breath, breath work, how we connect with our breath and, and how it helps us connect with everything <laughs> overall. I know you'll have a lot to say in that department. Um, but first, the first question that we ask every guest on the medicine is, what do you love in your life? What about your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? I love that question. And sometimes when I was thinking of that question, it was, is this a thing? Is this like a, a product or, you know, something that I can tangibly give to someone? And the thing that just kept coming back to my mind was trust. Mm. I wish I could gift trust um, to every single person, this sense of trust within our own body, what it feels like to just fully trust what we believe in, trust what we feel is right, trust in the sensations and trust in the breath that we have and just trust in this whole life that we've been given. Because um, I see a lot of people not trusting themselves and it's definitely something that I have um, worked uh very hard to get to that level of trust within my own self. And so it just feels like the, uh, just a gift that I have given myself and also something that I would want to give to others for sure. Mm. Oh, that, that is, is so good. <laughs> so it's perfect. so good. It's so aligned. It's, it's so much of what we've oh. been talking about a lot lately and our bodies speak <clears throat> a language that is so intelligent and authentic and it comes from a place of truth mm -hmm. and that is what you can trust. It's going to take a little bit of translation. Like we're going to have to figure out how to read and listen to the language of our bodies. Um, but regardless of whether you're to the point right now where you can understand that, that body talk, mm -hmm. um, it is true and it's something you can trust. So like, that's it. That's a great step. And then let's, let's figure out how to interpret this thing. Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, that answer could have not been more perfect or aligned with not only what we talk about on, the, on hopefully every episode, but just at our dinner table, us is, you know, gratitude for this trust that I have within, within my body. And what's so cool that I think a lot of times we forget is that our body never lies to us. It always 150% of the time has our interest in mind. There's no ulterior motive that your body has. It's only trying to take care of you and deliver to you the best possible. Now, that being said, like sometimes it doesn't have all the maybe tools or maybe some of those tools are worn out and they need to be sharpened a little bit, but it is never going to lie to you or have some weird ulterior motive. And like Chase so beautifully said, like it's up to us to be able to not only like tap in and listen, but then also get to the level where we can trust what our body is saying to us, even if it contradicts the, the media yeah. or headlines or maybe what our, our sister says or our mom says or whatever. Or even like what your friend is doing. 
that is working for them right. or appears to be yeah. working for them because yeah. it, it may actually be different. Yes. I'll even throw in what your conditioned mind yeah. is mm. trying to interject. In yes. That as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. I love it. I love your mind. Um, <laughs> I would love to, I have a lot of questions for you today and I would love to jump into, um, just for the listeners, just a little bit of background. So Courtney and I, I don't even remember how we connected on Instagram. It was literally like two and a half years ago and we've been in and out of each other's like DMS, what seems to be nonstop since <laughs> and voice memos back and forth, book recommendations, live events, um, all of the above. And Courtney, um, if some of you will know this about me, I don't talk about it that much, but I did, I created a food called Brain Hits. It was the only um, AHCC food on the market. And I sold that online via Instagram. And Courtney was, I think, probably one of my very first subscribers to those Brain Hits. And uh, I would get videos I would get videos on, uh, you know, how much your kids love them and your husband. You guys are both like world-class chefs. So that like warmed my heart. Like, oh my gosh, they love them. So we go way back. And um, what I appreciate about you so much is, is that um, I've gotten to witness your own, certainly I've had my own transformation from when we first started DMing each other, but you've also had your own transformation um, in your life and business because they are so intertwined. And so I would love for you to take us through what has that um, transition, transformation been like for you on your end? I know from my end what I see, um, but tell me what you started out as in this kind of coaching business that you have and how is that transition to where you are today? And maybe you can let people know like what you actually help people with today. Yeah, yeah. So my kind of coaching background, I feel like has started uh, when I was very young. Um, I've always been just had this innate like drive to help other people and um, definitely in the health space. For a while now, I went to school for exercise science and did personal training um, before I got married and had my kids. And then um, when I had my kids, kind of took some time off from, you know, any sort of business coaching, anything. And I was just a mom for a couple of years, but I still had this just something in me, like you got to just you got to help people, you know? And I, I was like, okay, well, I know nutrition. I love nutrition. And I kind of got my feet wet um, back in that side of things a few years ago and did some nutrition coaching. Um, I was part of a, a program where I helped people with intermittent fasting and, and the nutrition side of things. And what I found, and I, I loved that. I love helping people um, with food and, and really nourishing their body, but something that just kept popping up over and over and over with my clients was, okay, I got the food down, but there's some other stuff going on mm. and I don't know how to how to get past this. Like mm. I know what to eat, but like, I'm still going towards, you know, the food that isn't the best for my body. Mm. And, you know, it's just having these deeper conversations with my clients on kind of the emotional side of, 
of what was going on. And I felt like I could, I could help them to a degree because I had done a lot of personal development on my own self. And so I knew a lot of, you know, what was going on kind of on that mindset level, but something kind of kept popping up in like, okay, people are struggling with the emotional side of mm, yeah. not necessarily mindset, but it was <laughs> this emotional connection to the food. Mm. And, and so I, uh, it was all, you know, divinely guided, but was, um, guided to a program called hungry for happiness. Um, which was a 10 month certification program all about really the emotional side of living. It was really geared towards helping people find food freedom. But for me, it went so much deeper than anything food related. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was like the massive shift when I got into that side of embodiment of understanding our emotions, really diving in, feeling the body, that was all brand new to me. For me, the body was like something that we needed to kind of work on and change. And it, it wasn't an actual connection mm. that I had with my body as this like, this just relationship that we get to nourish and, and feel into. And so that that program really changed my life and changed my understanding of our emotional world and how important that is. Emotions aren't just something that we need to try to get out of or change or mindset our way through. It was really, how can we come back into the body and mm -hmm. listen, learn from it, integrate it into our life. Um, so I went through that and that just like totally changed the game. And I was like, I don't want to help anybody with nutrition. Like I don't care about nutrition anymore. Like this is what, like, this is what I need to help people with. I still talk about healthy living and, and share, you know, Organifi and, and King Coffee and all of that on my stories, but it's not like my main focus of things mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and then kind of transitioning into that, I got introduced to breath work and that was for me, the game changer of actually reconnecting fully to my body and really tapping into that body sense and that intuition mm -hmm. base, really helping to calm down all the noise, all of the, you know, external conditioning and really tapping into, um, that level of trust. Like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, I can do this. I can feel this. This isn't too much. I, I am extremely powerful. I got this. And when I like got that hit, I was like, okay, I got to help other people really understand and tap into this power. Um, and this innate wisdom that's found within all of us. Um, and so it's just kind of been a transition and I've just, I've just let myself be guided throughout mm. this kind of entire experience. Things would just kind of plop into my lap and I'm like, Hmm, okay, let, let's try this, you know? Yeah. And it's just been, yeah, it's kind of been the journey. And so here I am now with, um, with the main focus of breath work, but still very much that, that embodiment, um, healing, uh, a lot of emotional side of things and helping people understand the emotional body and how vital it is for our health mm -hmm. of our body, but the health of our life as well. Yeah. That, that so inspiring. Uh, I think it lands 
lands for me hard. I'm sure it does for you as well. In my path, specifically with health and, and wellness, um, I basically couldn't even identify the fact that I had some emotional, uh, whether it be trauma or just areas of improvement to be worked on until I understood my own health and well-being from a fitness and nutrition perspective. And once I did, it was almost like peeling just one layer back to expose the real work that needed to be done. And I could have stayed at that point. And I'm sure, babe, you could Mm -hmm. chime in on this too. I could have stayed at this, at that point where I was counting macros, where I was very uh, hyper-focused on tracking something like intermittent fasting, um, my protocol in the gym, but it ultimately would have been somewhat fleeting. I think those emotional uh, issues would have leaked all the way through to mm-hmm. the point of being too much for me to just be able to compartmentalize and control through fitness and exercise. Yes. Uh, once I started doing the deeper work is when the nutrition and the fitness just started going on autopilot and taking care of itself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, yes, I will completely echo that from, for myself because, um, some people know this about me, but um, I was, you know, working as a health coach and helping other people. Their their main goal was like to lose weight. They were overweight and they wanted to lose X amount of pounds or whatever. Yep. And it's like if you have if you have a, a decent amount of knowledge uh, and you understand energy balance, you can help almost anyone lose weight. But to actually help them in achieving something that that improves their their life is some, that is completely different because there are people including myself who got who get to or got to a certain size but they don't feel any different exactly. if the habits and techniques and beliefs and behaviors don't change behind you know underneath all that then your life probably your expression of life probably won't be that different you might get a few more likes a few more like oh my god girl you look amazing which gives you that little dopamine hit but is that adding to your happiness long term that serotonin that satiation in life for me it definitely wasn't until i i started unearthing the emotional trauma that i was holding on to from you know it was self induced but from our divorce yeah, I, until i unearthed all that shit i could have been any size yep. any amount of cut and it, it wouldn't my life was not happy so I, I'm hoping that you can um, uh, maybe go into when you say there was um, emotional, you know, an emotional tie. Can you give any example of what maybe what that might mean if someone's still confused at like, what do they mean about the emotional tie with with food or nutrition? Can you give an example? Yeah, I would say every single thing that we do every single thing that we think, every single thing, you know, every behavior, there's always an underlying, uh, an underlying emotional, uh, emotional thing that we're trying to get, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's love, connection, happiness, joy, um, significance, there's always an emotional need that we are searching for whether we realize it with our our conscious mind or not there's always something that that the body is searching for and and then the mind is like okay how how do we get that emotional need met and for a lot of people that comes then in the in the way of 
working on your body, you know, eating certain things. And, and, you know, for women too, it's like, oh, if I can finally fit into my clothes, you know, or feel comfortable in my clothes and then everything will be great. Or if I look a certain way. So under, under all of that is always an emotional, an emotional need that we're trying to meet yeah. with ourselves. Um, but what happens though, is then we always try to externalize every single emotional need. So we're pushing everything outside of us. Okay. If I have this body, if I, you know, have a certain business, if I make amount of money, then, then I can feel this emotional need within ourselves. So the really, really important work is kind of, you know, putting that mirror right back into your own face, right. And mm -hmm. back to your own inner world and saying, okay, what is this actual emotional need that I'm searching for? And the beautiful thing is that we get to meet those emotional needs within ourself without having to externalize it to any other thing outside of ourself. Yeah. That's such a freaking aha moment. <laughs> it was in my life. Well, you know, and I think for, for you as well, you talk about all of this all the time. And I know Chase does all of the answers are already within you. Mm -hmm. You have all of them already. You have every answer to any need that you, you know, that you can muster up. It's already within you. It's just almost like peeling away layers of programming, conditioning, um, you know, self-deprecating thoughts or um, some need for external validation. Like peeling all that away is when you find the gold that has existed in there all the time, right? But but, but easier said than done. Right. And and easy oh, to sit easy to sit here and metaphor and talk about like oh these layers and then it's, yeah. beneath, it's beneath you. Just just peel the layers off. It's super easy. Um, and that's where I think something that like breath work comes into play because we all have these things called our rational minds mm -hmm. that interfere with this, this feel type experiential knowledge that you have access to, or this ability to look inward and, and start to get messages from your, from your soul or, or from your higher self or however you want to articulate that. Um, you know, some people choose plant medicines, some people do therapy for years, or some people choose something like breath work. And that's what's so exciting and something that, you know, we know a little bit about, but not a ton about. And um, so maybe like, what is this thing, breath work? Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like it's this potential tool to dig deeper within yourself and start channeling or, or reading into these messages that you're getting from the best version of yourself. Yeah. Um, what does this thing look like? Yeah. Uh, well we could talk for hours probably. <laughs> so I'll try to condense it. Hey, Boo Thing. HPV, that is human papillomavirus, can be a really scary thing. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with HPV, the next two minutes are for you, my girl or guy. Over 14 million Americans are diagnosed every year with some strain of HPV yet it's still weirdly hush-hush in our society. Even though three out of four sexually active adults will likely come into contact with HPV, there is still a negative stigma associated with it. Countless women have told me that they feel dirty, ashamed, and scared to tell anyone, even their partner. One woman I spoke to was a virgin until she was married, and she still contracted HPV from her spouse. Her story is proof that HPV does not equal gross or shameful. We must let go of this negative, dirty stigma. 
It's dangerous. It's keeping men and women quiet, not asking questions or searching for safe alternatives to treatment. That's where I came in. I was inspired by the hundreds of women I spoke to who were feeling alone and desperate for help, saying things like, my doctor didn't explain anything to me. I needed to provide a safe place for these women to ask questions, get educated, and find safe alternatives to the cutting, poking, scraping, and other invasive procedures that are common practice with HPV treatment. I needed to provide the space for you to stand back, take a look at your lifestyle, and learn how to stack the deck in your favor for clearing HPV, to have confidence in your body's own innate ability to heal, and to reconnect with your body, which is working so hard for you right now. The safe place I created is my digital course called Clear. This course includes video, audio, and downloadable PDFs. We dive deep into the research-backed, safe, effective supplementation, nutritional guidance, mindset practice, and stress management needed for clearing HPV. It's perfect for the woman wanting to finally be rid of the anxiety that comes with HPV, abnormal pap smears, and cervical dysplasia. It provides a holistic approach because you are not just a cervix or cluster of abnormal cells. You are a whole person. To learn more about Clear and even check out some of the curriculum, go to getmimifit.com clear, or just check out the show notes for the direct link to the course. And you can use the code medicine for 10% off at checkout. That's M-E-D-I-C-I-N, no E, for 10% off. Remember, don't give up. You can heal. All right, back to the pod. So breath work itself, there's no origin, right? Because we were created with breath. So really breath work has, you know, the origin of creation. Um, so the beautiful thing though about it is it is all back within our body and the ancients knew this. Uh, so it's been something that's been used for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. It's been written about in ancient medical texts. Um, you know, the power of nostril breathing. And, um, you know, it actually has been um, used, the, the word breath has been used in many different languages uh, and usually goes alongside words like prana, life force energy, um, and, and kind of this, this ancient world of looking at health was, energy how do we influence the energy of of the body to really help the flow of this life force energy to really be um you know just flowing really really great through our body and so the ancients knew that that the better the flow of this energy through our body the better health we were going you know to have as human beings so that's kind of like where probably breath work originated was just they started to to understand that this thing that we do every 3.3 seconds breathing in and breathing out oh there's probably something to this um so in the world now where we're at 
it, it's kind of become this transformative um, tool. So here we have a lot of health benefits of, of your breath from nervous system regulation to heart rate variability to your immune system. But now it's also being used for that more transformative way of really kind of clearing out the mind and being able to tap into the body, like you were saying, Chase, with like that connection to your soul, connection to your higher self, um, because it kind of helps tap into that more unconscious, uh, subconscious realm. And we get kind of those deeper messages, those deeper understandings when we're able to kind of bypass the mind, bypass all the like craziness that's happening up in our head and really just tap into that, that wisdom. It's almost like tapping into uh, DNA that mm -hmm. has been kind of sleeping or that hasn't really been um, able to be, you know, utilized for a long time. I really feel like it gets into your cells and gets into your DNA and it's like, takes that life force energy and just like excites that DNA that's kind mm. of been sleeping and you're left with just, you know, new information or new understandings of life. And, and you can have one session where your life just completely transforms on that cellular level. Uh, you see things differently. You have a new, new perception of maybe a relationship or an experience. Um, we're actually able to go in and clear out trapped emotions in mm. the body, which is just this kind of stagnant energy hanging around in our, in our cells and, and people come out like, oh my gosh, like something that used to trigger me. I don't feel that anymore. Like there's yeah. just no reaction anymore because we're able to finally start moving this energy through our, through our body, through that subconscious realm, deep into our cells. And so it really is just this mystery, um, mm -hmm. magical force that we can, they've researched, but there's still some unknown parts of our breath that there is no explanation for sure. what's going on. And that's beautiful. I, I think leaving, a leaving it a little mysterious is like yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, you're, you're speaking and I'm like, oh, brought back to um, my own uh, breath work uh, experiences and I, I will admit I don't do I don't do breath work every single day but um, <clears throat> I do connect with my breath whenever I'm you know sitting in meditation at my red light it, it might not be the same routine every day but I'm still tapping in and focusing in on that breath and it really does help ground me and center me and anyone can do that whether you have any experience with you know from a teacher or coach or anything I think everyone has ha probably had that experience but then there are the more transformative uh, breakthrough experiences that I have had, and I know I know Chase has had too. Where, uh, you know, whether you be uh, in a group or by yourself, but you you it, it's like an hour long experience, and it is work. It is breath work. That's why and, it's breath work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it it does work though, because I mean, you can have. You can just be using your breath, focusing on your breath and maybe an intention behind that, or maybe not even an intention. You're just open to whatever your body, your DNA wants to um, show you or your soul wants to show you. And I know for myself, I've had like 
full-on experiences and conversations with like my inner child. Mm -hmm. Things that I, no way I could just tap into right now uh, as we're speaking or, or whatever, like just on a whim, like be able to tap into that consciousness level from my past inner child or memories. Um, things that I need to work through and let go of seem so much easier when you go through something like breath work and you, you bypass that rational mind, that left brain, and you're just open to whatever your soul or whatever your little inner child has for you. And, and then it's like, it, it's not even, um, all you have to do is just allow, all you have to do is just surrender and let it be. And whatever comes up is like, Oh, that was supposed to come up. Okay, cool. Wow. That's a, that gives me a lot of answers. Is that a, a common experience that you find with people? Very common. And that is something that I tell my clients often is your body knows how to do this work. It's just letting your body do mm -hmm. the work. So yeah. years and years of conditioning of, you know, don't cry, don't feel this, don't show this emotion, don't do that. And we really do begin to uh, suppress and uh, armor our, our body to feeling uh, the, the deeper side of what we're supposed to be experiencing as humans. And so when these kind of bigger emotions start to come up in the breath space, because it starts to kind of enliven your body and it does, you know, things within your blood and your brain. And I mean, we can go into that, but you can go into the science if you want. I'm kind of curious, like right. what is, um, what is happening on a physiological level when we are able to have those? And maybe that's part of the mystery. I don't know, but it, it, share what you, what you know about that. Like what's happening on a physiological level? Um, you know, for instance, like I get into breath work and my fingers tense up like this, like they're like stiff as a board. Limbs are stiff. Something is actually happening on a physiological level. Can you go into that at all? Yeah. So with, that there's a lot of kind of shifts that are happening in the body. Normally we're, you know, breathing at just this very normal pace, um, which I believe is like a bottle of wine of blood is passing through your brain every single minute in just a restful state. Mm. But when we start increasing the breath, um, the breath pace, we start to kind of, we're bringing in a lot of oxygen, but we're also pushing out of a lot of carbon dioxide. And so these, these levels start to kind of shift in a very, you know, new way. And so a lot of the blood that's normally going through your brain actually decreases for a short time. And so it takes the body a little bit of time to kind of get used to those shifts. And so that's why kind of at first, a lot of people might feel um, maybe a little dizzy or yeah, you start to feel some craziness happening in your, your hands. Yeah. Like claw hands. Yeah. We call it lobster claws. Yeah. Um, it used to happen to me a lot. Um, I feel like it happens to, I think it's like a third of people that breathe. Mm. Um, there's no reason why it happens to one person and not mm. another. Um, but again, it's just probably how your personal body is kind of a 
you know, shifting and acclimating to the, the shifts in that respiratory rate and the blood moving through, through your body and your brain. Mm. Um, something else that's happening too is, is usually when that lack of blood flow is going to our brain, it is going to hit certain centers of the brain that are going to be associated with memory and sensation and, um, you know, some of those things that really then help you actually tap into, um, those deeper levels of kind of body awareness, feeling all of that crazy sensations. And like you, you were able to tap into this world of your inner child. Um, so there's things happening within our brain. There's things happening in our cells that are kind of opening up and this energy is being released out of our cells. But then there's, again, that mystery component because they've gone and done research of like, okay, if there's this lack of blood going to the brain, are there, is that happening the entire time? And then is someone, you know, getting affected by that long-term and it's not, it's only within the first couple minutes. And then the body just totally, um, you know, it's able to handle it and it makes the shifts back even still during the breathwork experience. Mm. So what's happening in that prolonged amount of time, they're really not sure mm. what kind of takes you into that deeper journey like state within your, your awareness. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, in, in ceremony or in ritual when we've, when we've had experience with breath work, um, which is really just like tip of the iceberg because it's been a, it's been a very specific protocol for an intention of about an hour, hours worth of like deep healing. Yeah. Um, and what it felt like it did was it, it almost by, by the breath work itself, uh, which was predominantly like in through the mouth, out through the mouth um, for an hour at a certain rhythm that was led by um, a, a, facilitator. a facilitator. It almost like it, it's like it put the rational conscious brain on a task, which is focusing on your breath such that it shut off all other uh, storytelling uh, into your own psyche, uh, shut off any sort of rationalization as to why the hell am I doing this goofy <laughs> thing? Or, Oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. This is so bizarre. I have an hour to do an this. hour, <laughs> but it does. It, it gives this a little distraction point such that you can actually bypass this filtration system that is such chaos for all of us yeah. and allows our soul to be expressed and, or our psyche to be expressed. If there are wounds, maybe it's inner child, maybe it's relationship. Even the last breathwork session I did, there is a illness in my, my extended family. And so all of a sudden just deep empathy for the individuals who are really close to this disease and illness in my family just just I was fully embodied in empathy and then just wept mm. it's like it bypasses just the rational chase Ramey um, that wouldn't actually be crying because of this relative who's dealing with the illness rather it 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 unearths this piece of me that has the ability to empathize with my collective tribe yeah it it it, it really that same experience for me um, actually, it might have been the one before, but uh, you you said something, Courtney. That was so beautiful. It it allows this release of energy 
And I don't know if that's what's happening physiologically, but that's certainly what it feels like to me. This energy that is like stored in my tissues and cells that I don't feel from a day to day, you know, walking around doing my podcast and editing and this and that. I don't feel that, but it's certainly laying dormant in your subconscious and then in your tissues. And for me, what comes up, which I'm sure comes up for a lot of women, is body love. It's mm-hmm. it's this connection to my body, which is my home. Yeah. And I remember sitting up out of breath work one time, I think one of the first times that we did it, and we were, you know, co- sort of sharing kind of like an integration of like, what hit you or, or what did you feel? What did you think? And I was like, just this resounding question in my mind that came up in breath work. And it was like, someone asking me, I think it was my soul that was asking, who told you that you should hate your body? Mm. And, and I didn't, I I didn't have an answer. There's no one, but it's, it's a lot of things, right? It's culture, it's magazines, it's Instagram comparisonitis. It's a lot of things, but no one in particular, but you take that in as like, you know, distrust or dislike, or even to the extreme, maybe hate or punishment of your body, which is your home. And so that was something that really clicked for me. And it was all because of breath work. And I don't know if I would have actually ever had that question come up had I not gone through that breath work session. If you let me rant for a second, <laughs> I have a, I have a, a thought and, and it's, I think the rational brain, like it's so beautiful, this thing we call the, the ego in many ways and this, yeah. this rational brain because we couldn't walk through our, our life and deal with the self-love challenges that we're having. Maybe it's body image or maybe for, for me in my specific case, like just feeling deep empathy and sadness wherever I go for the illnesses and the things that are taking place. What we do with this rational brain is we compartmentalize it and we, we put it off elsewhere because we just have to be able to get through life. Otherwise, we'd be a complete hot mess, which is a, is a great <clears throat> evolutionary trait that makes right. us human that allows us to function and continue to evolve. But let's just take this glass, for example. If, I, if I'm asked to hold this glass into my arm like with my hand, it's not a big deal for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. But if I'm holding it for an hour or all day or two weeks, my freaking arm is going to die if I never, but it's small and it's light. Those things build up. Mm -hmm. And if you have to hold them forever, it's going to start to burn. So while the mechanism of being able to hold this thing that is somewhat of a nuisance, put it away and store it and not think about it is okay in the short term. If we don't ultimately exercise those things we've put into compartments, it's going to start to really wear on us. And something like deep breath work, is a beautiful container for allowing that to unearth and be released. Yeah. So perfectly said. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you get that? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that that's what happens when we suppress our emotions that we all do. And it's a mission of mine to help educate people on how to actually understand our emotions and live from that embodied place. Um, but so often we hold them in and it actually takes up more energy. Like you're saying with holding this glass, it's fine at first, but eventually that glass gets really, really heavy. And it's Mm -hmm. now starting to take a lot of your energy to keep holding that glass. It's the same thing. We can push them down, but then we have to keep pushing it down, you know? And so it takes a lot of our energy to keep 
those, those emotions, those lived experiences that we haven't fully processed and integrated into our conscious living, it takes a lot of energy to keep holding them down. And I fully believe that that is why a lot of people experience these high levels of anxiety and stress and, you know, dis ease is because we have just pushed down all of this energy and our body is working so hard because we keep telling it to keep it pushed down. And, and so, you know, it comes out in these stress forms and our body is tight and there's all this tension happening and we're uncomfortable and we don't feel safe. And we're going through a lot of pain where if we could just let that glass go, if we could just let this energy go, that's not being pushed down, we would feel so much more free yeah. mm-hmm. we would have that expression of life we'd able to be taking deep breaths again i have so many clients that are like i can't even take a deep breath mm. the way we breathe is the way we're breathing life yeah so so go into that maybe like you know if i'm if i'm thinking of water there there are daily tangible changes that i can make to the way that i consume water using fil- you know filtration system getting enough water to begin with um, and then there's like water fasting and, and these these more intensive periods of time that are ritualistic in nature that are maybe for like an acute purpose, not on like a, a true breathwork session. Yeah. But what, what can we, breaking it into two different spaces, like what can we be doing on a daily basis with our breath that is putting us in a better position to be, be in this relationship with our body um, in addition to what we've been talking about, which is this sort of like hyper intensive and uh, like ceremonial process of breath. Yeah. So I put things into kind of two categories, integrative and meditative. Mm. So kind of what we were chatting about in the last little bit is that meditative space, that deep dive into your inner world, your subconscious, you know, unearthing all of this energy and, you know, trapped emotions. But then there is that integrative. So how are we using our breath in everyday life in just our walking day and every physiological, mental, emotional experience that we go through does have a corresponding breath pattern. So when we're kind of in those states of stress, anxiety, um, we can kind of live up in the chest and it's really shallow. It's really fast. And then if our body is kind of in this space of rest and, and ease, kind of that parasympathetic nervous state, usually if you were watching your breath, you would see that it's kind of that deeper diaphragm, you know, it's a little bit slower. It's very, um, it's, easy to kind of take that fuller breath. So one of the most important things, and I always have my clients start with this. I don't ever put anybody into like a, let's go. We start with breath watching. So Mm. first reconnecting and just watching your breath. So I'm not trying to change anything. I'm not, you know, we're not trying to do a certain pattern. It's like, where is my breath living right now? That gives me an insight to where I am living right now. Mm. It's a baseline. Yeah. 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 So I would say every single day, just take a minute and be like, okay, where's my breath at right now? Meaning, is it up in the chest? Is it really fast? Okay. That probably means my, you know, physiological state, my emotional state is more of this overwhelmed stress, um, doing place. And okay. Now that I've noticed that now can I help it shift down into the belly nice and deep so it can help kind of go into this more being mm. 
you know, more calm, rejuvenating state. Well, and it makes complete sense with like our own <clears throat> ancestry and, and history. If it, if we're talking like, you know, hunter gatherer stage, you're like hunched over. If you're hunting, <laughs> you're hunched over, you're, you're, you're trying, you're on alert. You're trying to stay quiet. You're breathing out of your chest. You're literally com- compressing like your, your lower abdominal region. And so you're in like quite literally mm-hmm. the fight or flight. Like, yes. and, and you need to be, you need to be you ready to, to be. sprint. But, but if that's where, that's only where you're breathing all day long, it's going to burn the candle at both ends of your, you know, adrenals and all these other like stress responses in your body and your stress bucket's going to be completely full. But if you're relaxed, if you're open, you know, if you're elongated and taking breath in through mm-hmm. your belly, um, that yeah, is, if you, that if, is so, so much more naturally relaxing. If you watch a baby who's just chilling oh. on their back, they breathe completely from their tummy and you know, they, they don't have any cares or worries in the world. If they're, if they're changed and fed, they're, they're not worrying about anything and it's complete belly breaths, which is, I feel like so different than, than even, even myself at times. So, um, yeah. And so, uh, more on the, the integrative, you start with the watching and then, and then where would you go from there? Kind of start with the watching and then helping people then get into that belly breath. That, that belly breath is very new to a lot of people, especially um, women who yeah, don't, don't let, trying don't to keep, let, trying to keep those abs in, trying to keep, well, oh, yeah. I guess men too, yeah, like, men too, for sure. um, you know, trying to keep everything tight and in and sucked in it, it, right. it, to let it completely go. Yeah, I know even bodybuilders, like they're, they're literally trying to pull their, yeah. their, uh, hands around the size of their waist. Yeah. Like, that's the intention to let it completely go and just let yourself look pregnant for a minute. <laughs> it's like a different, you got to like shift into that mode. Why do you think Buddha was just chilling with that belly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doing all that belly breathing. That's right. Well, yeah. It's going on to in terms of the nervous system is um, the sympathetic nervous system. So that fight or flight has a lot of, uh, you know, nerve endings in that topper part of our lungs. So that's why when we're stressed and in that fight or flight, we're chest breathing. Yeah. And so the, the lower part of the, the lobes of our lung um, is more innervated by the parasympathetic nervous system too. So it's like how we breathe is shifting our emotional state, but then also we have the opportunity to control that too, because your respiratory system is the only uh, system in your body that is automatic but also under your control. Yeah, that's so cool. So here's a not so fun fact. Over 75% of Americans are deficient in the oh so important mineral, magnesium. If you're thinking, well, so what? Magnesium is critical to our body's long-term health because it's involved in over 300 different processes in our body. Magnesium deficiency can lead to issues that create more issues, including mood disorders, sleep problems, muscle cramps, and the inability to absorb essential vitamins and nutrients like vitamin D. With most of the world now aware of just how precious our health is, we cannot keep overlooking this rampant deficiency. But the type of magnesium you are putting into your body is really important, which is why Chase and I both choose the Mellow Magnesium Blend from NED. 
Mellow is a powerful daily magnesium supplement that can help propel memory, mood, brain function, stress response, sleep, energy, and nerve and muscle health. Mellow is unique because it contains three forms of magnesium that are all complemented by amino acids, L-theanine and GABA, along with 70 different trace minerals. This is necessary so they don't break down in our digestive tracts and can be delivered directly to the areas where our body needs them most. Mellow truly nourishes every inch of our body. My personal favorite is the Naked flavor, which tastes like a healthy cream soda. I stir the powder into eight to 10 ounces of water about an hour before bed to ensure my body gets quality sleep. To try your own Mellow Magnesium, go to helloned.com and use the code MEDICINE, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N, to get a killer discount on all the NED products. And to see how we use the other incredible hemp products from NED, you can check the show notes below to be taken directly to our personal medicine cabinet on my website. When we know better, we can do better for our bodies. And now, you know. Cheers, boo. That's so cool that if, if you believe in some sort of divine intelligence that we were equipped with this tool that we could access at any point, we don't have to think about it most of the time, but we can access it at any point to everything from energize you to relax you to get you even to, to get you into a sort of like psychedelic state for this deep meditative work. It's just like when you think about it, it's so freaking cool. It's like the greatest invitation to like get to know our nature and to, you know, be able to take our transformation back into our own hands. Yeah. So, so if you're, if you're intimidated by the, the, you know, intensity with which we started out this breath (laughs) conversation with, you know, uh, around this meditative version of, of breath and breath work, you know, there are so many tangible low hanging fruit steps that you can take towards, towards getting familiar with, with breath and this integrative approach. What are some of the protocols if we are transitioning into what we were talking about earlier uh, ritualistic ceremonial breath work, what are some of the protocols or, or like breath work sessions that you can sign up for um, that would lead to, you know, breakthroughs in something with your own, you know, inner child work, you know, maybe it's some other, other sort of traumatic release. Like what do those look like for you? What, what, what are you leading people through? Uh, me personally? Yeah. Yeah. So in my kind of meditative journeys, we're together for about 75 minutes and I like to, I don't really do the like pop in things because I like to take people kind of through a progression, through a journey, um, with the, you know, meditative breathwork space. And what I believe in is that we need to start people at a, a calmer, uh, meditative breathwork place because it can be very impactful on the nervous system. It can be too much too soon for some people and actually put people in uh, a nervous system state that it's not ready to go into or they're not ready to go into. And so I personally have the belief of like slow and steady wins the race. And so I start people off with a very gentle 
uh, breath pattern that is more of just like a deep breathing, like in through the nose, out through the mouth, very gentle. What happens is we are, we're helping calm down the nervous system. We're helping people tap into that parasympathetic nervous system state while still moving the energy and helping people tap into that deeper inner space that maybe they've never gone into before, mm. which if you just slammed someone right into that, they, you'd be kind of freaking out. Um, so I like to kind of ease people into that because what that does is it helps train your nervous system to understand that you're safe mm-hmm. to feel your emotions. You're safe to feel this deeper sense of self. And for me, that's really where that trust comes into play of, guiding someone slowly back into the body where finally they feel that innate power within themselves to be able to then eventually go deeper and kind of access those really deep rooted emotional things going on in their body. If we just went right into it, it would just be way too much. And our nervous system likes tiny little shifts. So that's why like people, when they, you know, go on a transformation journey and they go, you know, full force ahead, usually they're right back to where they started after a few months. It's because their nervous system didn't really have time to re-regulate and catch up. So I really make sure that we do this in a very safe, slow kind of progression. And then kind of at the end of our time together, I've put them in more of those more intense breath patterns where finally they know that they're safe. They trust themselves. They know that the body is, is, able to handle all of those deeper sensations and feelings. And that's really when they have these really profound experiences. You're completely taking care of your client. And, and as a, 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 with a background in healthcare practitioner, like you, you can't get anywhere if your patient or your client doesn't trust you, which also like themselves, right? Because you're working directly with their physiology. So that's so, I love that you touch on that and that you really emphasize like you're building the muscle. It's the equivalent of someone just walking into, you know, uh, an Olympic gym and being like, I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start doing some Olympic lifts. Never done this before, but you're here. You've done it before. Surely you can tell me how to do it and I'll be good. Um, I I think that it's great that you build up to kind of the deeper stuff and, and really show someone that I'm safe. I am loved. My body is here for me, with me. And you know, that's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's perfect. It's totally goes against the mainstream of someone hearing about any sort of altered state of consciousness and being like, I want that. I'm going to go for it now without doing any of the buildup work to actually make sure that it leaves a a longstanding long-term impression on your nervous system and soul versus just a fun experience that you can tell your friends about. Yeah. I've had many people come to me that have said, I've tried breath work and I hated it. I'm like, well, let's talk about that experience. And what I have found is most of those people were put into a mouth pattern, which activates that fight or flight response, Mm. but it also takes you into more of your trauma um, a little too soon. So they weren't ready Mm. for that really deep uproot type experience. And so they, they were afraid of their own breath which to me was just like, just heart wrenching. So I've taken just 
those experiences and my own experience with the breath that I prefer in my own body and have really taken this more safety approach, slower approach, which really I feel like is the more feminine mm-hmm. approach. It's not just this like do and go and yeah. get it all out. It's like, oh, okay, how can I like feel into this and enjoy this? And uh, for me, I want it to be a pleasurable experience yeah. while still being very profound and effective. Mm-hmm. I love it. I would love if, um, if you could, you know, for someone who's like interested in this and they don't know where to start and certainly for us in our daily life, um, is, is there a, uh, maybe you can take us through maybe just a few minutes of, uh, a kind of sort of elementary or beginner, um, sort of breath work routine that someone, anyone listening could incorporate into their day, maybe something that would benefit anyone and everyone. Can you do that? Yeah, totally. I would love to do that. Okay, we're going to do it uh, with, so if you're driving, if you're listening and driving, please don't follow along. But if you're, if you're anywhere where you can just push pause on whatever you're doing and actually follow along with us and do all of this with myself, Chase and Courtney, that would be ideal so that you can really like feel it in your body and then be able to do it on your own. And if our breath is obnoxious in these mics, we'll edit it. <laughs> I'm going to pull it away a little bit. <laughs> Sounds good. So we'll do, um, we'll just spend like five minutes and we will start with just some breath watching. Like I was talking about a few minutes ago, I just want you to kind of tune in to where you're at right now. And then we'll shift into what is a very um, kind of very basic meditative pattern that I use at the beginning that, that I was talking about, where it's going to be a more intentional inhale in through the nose. Um, but then the exhale will just kind of fall out of your mouth. You're not pushing it out. It's just, you know, you're opening your mouth and it's just coming out. So it'll be just really gentle with breath work. The faster you go, the more intense it's going to be. Um, so we can, you know, just start it slower and, you know, it doesn't have to be this really, really fast paced breath. Okay. So that'll be kind of the the breath pattern we'll use for just a few minutes here. How does that sound? Great. Okay. All right. So I just invite you to close down the eyes. Good. And I love that you both just took a deep breath in and out. Just for a second, tune in to where your breath is living right now. You can even put a hand on your belly, a hand on your chest. And just notice which one is rising maybe a little bit more than the other. Not trying to change it here yet, but just observe, just notice where are you living right now? There's no judgment on yourself. It just gets to be. Just tuning in. Is that reconnection point? Where is my breath living? Where am I living within my life? Beautiful. And now I invite you to start with that breath pattern, with that deep, intentional inhale in through the nose and gently letting it out. Shifting right back into that inhale and out. And now again, noticing where that breath is 
coming from? Are you breathing deep into the chest or deep into the belly? And if it's up in the chest, I just invite you to really draw that air now deep into the belly, pushing that diaphragm out and then releasing, letting it all fall back down. Good. And that is where we want this breath to be taken. In through the belly, expanding and letting go. With the breath, we just let the body do the work. We get to come back inside of us. We get to feel our deepest nature, that pure and powerful essence. Just letting this life force energy course through your body. You might even be feeling just a little tingles in your hands. Maybe you're feeling an energetic shift. Maybe it was a little stressful, chaotic, and now there's just a little more space, a little more peace. Good, just a few more seconds. Going at your own pace here with your own breath. Really drawing that air in. And out. Good. And one more deep breath in. A deep sigh. Exhale out. And with eyes still closed, releasing that breath pattern. Now just notice that inner world. Is there a little more clarity, more spaciousness? There's more room maybe to hear that soul voice, that higher self voice versus all the noise and the chaos around. Just send yourself a moment of love and gratitude for being conscious about that reconnection to yourself. Good. You can open your eyes whenever you're ready. Mm. That was great. Amazing. Yeah. Really good. What are we podcasting? What are we doing? Yeah. What is this? What day? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> that was so, it was so great. And it was mm, so thank simple. You so much. Um, but what I noticed, um, I, I started with my left hand on my heart, my right hand on my belly, just kind of in that observation state of like, where is my breath actually going? Kind of without judgment, just monitoring. And then I was very mindful about like filling up my belly to capacity. Um, and then I, about halfway through, I kind of dropped my hands so that they were just open, laying up on my lap. Um, and I, 
I felt nothing like extreme, but I did feel more like like a very very slight tingling, just sort of coursing energy in my in my hands and in my feet. And then <clears throat> when we stopped, um, when we ended, I could feel, and I was just still. I could feel almost like all of my veins and my blood. Just I could feel my heartbeat like within every area of my body. What did you feel? Yeah, no, uh, beautiful. I, I, as I do with meditation, often the first portion is always just my rational brain just dumping my to-do lists and uh, you know what time? What time is it? How long? How long will this go? I, I'm curious. Um, you know, am I comfortable? Th- those types of questions, and then it, that typically like flushes through, and then I just become very present, uh, very in my body, feeling, feeling uh, what the what the breath and what the oxygen is just doing to my um, you know, physiology and, um, yeah, it, it became very present, lost track of time for, you know, two or three minutes there mm-hmm. and, and very meditative. Um, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. That was great. So I invite anyone who is listening and just like, well, I don't know where to start or what to do and just start with something simple, just like what we did. And it was, you know, four or five minutes, very, very simple, very easy. Um, but it, it drops you right into, What's going on with me now? Which is, I, I think, uh, a ninja life skill at this point in time to like kind of let go of everything else that's going on externally, um, your to-do list, et cetera, et cetera, and to be able to drop into, what am I actually feeling in this moment? Yes. Present moment awareness. Is mm-hmm. the, the present moment is the only place that we're living life. Right. Yeah. The place we can heal. It's the only place that we can shift and change things. We can't change things in the future. We can't change things in the past. Mm-hmm. Yet we never live in that present moment. You know, very yeah. rarely do we just come back. Yeah. So the breath, the noticing your body, tuning into your sensations is that that practice of okay, coming back to that moment. This is where life is happening. Yeah, I think so. So often our response to stress my response to stress so much in my life has been to try to control things, you know, talking about earlier, controlling my diet, controlling my exercise behavior so that I could feel like I have a grip on something because of these other deeper issues that felt completely out of control. Well, maybe not control over those, you know, things like your to-do list or your, you know, exercise habits or nutrition are as healthy as just dialing it back in and realizing what you can control naturally and is going to promote something that is anti-stress, which would be like just taking control of your breath. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, um, this will be my, one of my last questions, but I'm curious what you see with your clients. You know, you started talking about how you, you began with food and nutrition, and then it m- moved more so towards the emotional state and breath, which is essentially you're, you're working from downstream to upstream, trying to figure out the root and you're helping people get to the root, which always comes back to connection with yourself, right? So you're getting into the root, you're starting there, but what do you see, what sort of like transformations or breakthroughs, whether simple or complex, do you see with your personal clients or even in your own life when you start with the breath and the connection to self, what sort of things kind of trickle out of that for the, in your experience? What I have found most is that people are so disconnected from 
their own emotional needs and so disconnected from themselves that they come to me thinking it's food or they come to me thinking it's a relationship or, you know, all of these just things that we think are issues. But when we get into the deeper breathwork space and just kind of the embodiment coaching things that we do, it always comes down to love. That is always Mm. the core, you know, concept and the core desire and the core need is how do I love myself? Mm. Yeah. That's it. Love. Damn. I love it. Mm. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. Um, well, I want I, I want be, people to be able to um, connect with you, uh, work with you if they want. What sort of, uh, where can people connect with you and, and what are you working on that you're really excited about that you would want to share with our listeners? I am mostly over on Instagram. So you can find me there. It's just at Courtney Allison. Courtney is with a NI. And I have a free seven day breathwork series that you can sign up for. It comes to your email um, every single day if you sign up for that. And it's just a really great, you know, 10 minute video each day with an introduction um, to different types of breath. And then I am launching um, on the 18th of this month. So I'm not sure when this will will be aired, Um, but I am launching a self-paced four-week breathwork mm-hmm. course that I have called the foundations of breathwork. So I get into what is breathwork. Um, I really dive deep into the physical benefits, the mental benefits, the emotional benefits, and um, the kind of transformative benefits. So a lot of what we talked about here today, but even more in depth. And I believe there's like 15 different breathwork audios with different patterns. Um, I take you through kind of a 20, 25 minute meditative journey in there. Um, So that is kind of what's coming that I'm super, super excited about. And then I will also be launching a four week live uh, meditative breathwork container here coming in July as well. Mm, Wow. Awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely, I I believe we'll have this, uh, uh, possibly, I guess I I don't want to speak too soon, but, um, depending on when this comes out, you guys definitely check out, uh, her stuff. And I'm, I would, I would love to do that. I would love to do one of them. So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to talk to you off air about it. Um, uh, the last question that we always ask every guest is, um, you know, the medicine is all about disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. And we want to know for you specifically, currently, what feels like medicine for your body first? Mm, Stillness. Mm. Mm. Love that. What about for your mind? What feels like medicine? Stillness. And what about for your relationship or relationships? What feels like medicine? Mm, Just talking to each Mm. other, sharing visions and letting each other just be who they are. Mm. Mm. Yep. That freedom. Yep. There's a certain type of freedom and safety when you allow yourself to be just who you are and you allow your partner to be who they are 
I think that is one of the best gifts that you can give yourself and your partner in relationship. And it's so simple yet not always so easy, but you are such a beautiful embodiment of everything that you talked about today. And I highly just, just encourage anyone listening, please go follow. She is, if you like anything that I post, you will absolutely love anything that Courtney posts. We are, I feel like we are soul sisters on a deep level. And, um, I just, I I connect with you on such a a deep level and I'm so happy to, um, be aligned with you in this space and to just have someone who I know that I can immediately voice memo and be like, okay, girl, listen, like, I just need to talk to someone about this and you're, you're such a a great ear, but also a voice of wisdom. So I want to personally thank you for that in my life. All right. So thank thank you you so much. Yes. Thank you for being here again. And um, uh, I want to thank each of you listening for joining us. And we are so we are so, so grateful that you chose to spend part of your day with us, expanding your life and your horizons and your consciousness. Um, You uh, you are a gift to yourself. So go spread some light. Go take a breath. Go take a breath and uh, let us know what you thought of this episode. Leave a review if you liked it. Send it to someone you know and love. And let's keep spreading this light. Okay, bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit getmimifit.com forward slash the medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time. Cheers, boo.